What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. This is our SmackDown Live review from the February 28th, 2020 episode, and we're just going to jump right into this shit. This episode of SmackDown, coming off of a horrendous Super Showdown pay-per-view, they're all fucking bad. All those Saudi pay-per-views are always fucking bad, but this one in particular was really, really fucking bad. The Fiend... Losing to Goldberg. And just everything about it was just fucking retarded. We're just going to jump right into this episode. We're going to run right through this shit. Um, the opening segment, we get Goldberg comes out. Starts, tries to cut a promo. But Boston is booing the fuck out of Goldberg. That's the response you're going to get. Because granted, Goldberg could draw money. And I, I get it. Goldberg is the bigger name than The Fiend. So that's why you could say to, that's why you drop, made the fiend drop the belt. But it doesn't matter. You built the fiend up for a year just to have him lose it to a man that's almost sixty years old who almost killed the fiend, for real in the fucking ring because he couldn't even hit his fucking, um finisher. Granted, the fiend is a big boy, but that doesn't fucking matter. Whatever. Then, he basically says it doesn't matter who I beat. Doesn't matter who was last. All that matter is who's next. Then Roman Reigns comes out. What a fucking surprise. And then the crowd starts chanting, you both fucking suck. Because we already knew this was going to happen. I understand the reasoning why they didn't put Roman in the number one contender's chamber to fight for the universal title. Because we already knew who who was going to win. So I guess they probably just said, fuck it. Since everybody... Knows and Roman is the predictable winner. Just have him go out there and just fucking challenge him with no fucking build to that fucking match. And it's already confirmed. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania 36. Um, I could care less about this fucking match. I, I really don't give a fuck. Then we're going to get into the first match of the night. Initially, it was going to be Bailey versus Naomi. I didn't understand why we were having this match. Because Bailey just beat Naomi just the other night at Super Showdown to retain her championship. Then Bailey says that Sasha Banks is uh, is better than Beyonce and Cardi B. I got a laugh out of that because like I just couldn't get mad. I just had to laugh. And Sasha Banks is there in Boston. You know she took a break from recording her album and shooting the shit with the Star Wars and everything. Then. Bailey and Naomi proceed to have the match. The match ends in a bullshit DQ with the interference from Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks starts attacking Naomi. Then Lacey Evans comes out to help out Naomi. And then they announce that this match is going to turn into a tag team match. And it was Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Naomi and Lacey Evans. This match, I really didn't care. I really could care less for. Um, Naomi and Lacey Evans picked up the victory. I really couldn't give a shit about this match. Then we get into the next match of the night, and it was Kofi Kingston versus Robert Roode. This match damn near almost fucking put me to sleep, and it was only like 8.30, 8.40 on a Friday night. Almost fucking, it, it, it was so fucking boring, this match. Um, Robert Roode picks up the victory. I really couldn't care less who won this match, to be honest. Then the next segment we get into, it was for the Intercontinental contract signing. And it was Shinsuke Nakamura. And Braun Strowman. So that's what they alluded to was going to happen at Elimination Chamber. But no, Sami Zayn tries to outsmart the monster among men. And now we're going to get a handicap match 
a three-on-one handicap match, and it's Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Nakamura versus Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Championship. We already know what's going to happen here. Braun Strowman is going to breeze by and run right through all three of them just to make them look even more strong. After the contract signing, Cesaro attacks Strowman, and then Sami Zayn hits Braun Strowman with a couple of halluva kicks in the corner. We haven't seen him do anything wrestling-wise in a, in a few years, probably like in a year or two. Then they grab the table, and then Nakamura and Cesaro suplex Braun Strowman through the table. I thought this was a really entertaining segment. It, it was really entertaining, but the thing is the whole match I don't care for because we already know Braun is going to win the match at Elimination Chamber. Even though I kind of enjoyed this segment, we already know the outcome of the match. Then the next match we get into is um, Daniel Bryan versus Curtis Axel. Nothing really too much to say here besides that it's been rumored that Daniel Bryan is just picking like wrestlers in the back who don't get TV time so that way they could get TV time against him and he could try his hardest to make him look good. So that I kind of understand. I just didn't care for this match. Daniel Bryan picks up the victory. It's kind of obvious. Then we get... Miz and Morrison coming out, like, you know, being happy that they won the tag team championships. Then they announce that the first title defense of the Miz and Morrison is going to be inside of a elimination chamber. And the teams that are going to be in it is Miz and Morrison, the Usos, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, Robert Roode, and Ziggler, and the New Day. And then the Usos come out. Then we get into the match, and it's the Miz and John Morrison versus the Usos. This was a pretty decent match. I enjoyed the match, but the Usos picked up the victory. So why the fuck did Miz and Morrison lose? They just had won the title the night prior, and you made them lose the very next day. Makes no sense to me. Even though I like the ending spot where the Canadian Destroyer from like the middle rope to Morrison, and then Morrison lays in the middle of the ring, and I think Jimmy or Jay hit the, the frog splash, and they picked up the victory. I kind of like that ending. The match was good, but the thing that pissed me off was that you had your tag team champions lose. That's why those belts have no meaning to them. They just don't, like no one cares about them. You, you literally had them win the night prior, and they lose the very next, next night. Makes no fucking sense. Then we get into the last segment of the night, and it was the return of, apparently, to Michael Cole, the greatest of all time, Mr. Big Match John. John Cena, 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, John Cena. And he basically goes on, you know, this promo, like, real energetic and over the top of, like, I missed this, I'm gonna just soak this all in, whatever, then he kind of hints that he's gonna retire then he starts to say that maybe this year at WrestleMania should go on without John Cena. Then after all that, he goes to the top of the ramp, does his last, what could have been his final salute. Then the lights go out. Then The Fiend comes out. And I really like the camera angle where they had, like, looking at John Cena kind of like, the fuck is going on? And then they move slowly up and The Fiend is standing right behind him. John Cena turns around and they really had The Fiend point at the WrestleMania sign insinuating like, I want you at WrestleMania. And John Cena just puts his cap down like, yep, we're going to fight at Mania. So it's already confirmed. We're going to get John Cena versus The Fiend. I really don't give a fuck about this feud. I really don't. 
Because what you're going to go off of in this, that all oh, Bray lost to Cena at WrestleMania 30, and that's the fucking the storyline, that, that, that's how you're going to go about it? What would have been a more interesting storyline was that included on top of Cena coming back saying, I'm only here for one thing, and it's to claim championship number 17. But The Fiend has it, right? And then you do that whole story of like Cena wanting number 17, but Bray Wyatt remembers Cena beating him at WrestleMania 30 and all this extra shit, right? You could have added into it. But because The Fiend lost, I really don't give a fuck. And we already know Cena's going to put over The Fiend 